Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Tracy Sandler Show on Believe, brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and we are in for a treat on today's episode as I am joined by Atlanta Falcons features reporter, Chris Rim, to preview the upcoming Atlanta Falcons-San Francisco 49ers matchup. Between score predictions, X-Factors, and why this is in 2019, we talk all things 49ers-Falcons. So without further ado, Chris, welcome to the show. Yeah, happy to be here. Tracy, thanks for having me on. It's, it's great to be on. Absolutely. It's it's fun to talk a little football, preview the game. And I always like previewing it with people like someone from the other side. And you're so entrenched in that team. I'm very entrenched in this team. So, you know, be fun to talk about. So the Falcons, as I said, are coming off a win. They have won six games. My Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe they have beat any team with a winning record. But with the way the NFL is this season in terms of the seventh playoffs, playoff spot and just really the parity in the league right now, the playoffs are like up for grabs, especially in those last two spots. So what have you seen from this team in the last few weeks and what gives you confidence going into Sunday? Yeah, well, I think the the, the Falcons should be confident in the way that they're trending on both sides of the ball. They're finding ways to win in different ways than they have before. So um, the Falcons in the past few years, ever since really since uh, they had Devontae Freeman, they've struggled to run the ball. And uh-huh. Arthur Smith came in from Tennessee and Derrick Henry offense, led offense that we know how much they run the ball. Uh-huh. Um, and, and the first game, the Falcons kind of started off with a bang, um, rushing for like, I think, more than their season average in the first quarter against the Eagles. And then it kind of went down from there and, and they did, they had it. They became more passive passing and and really didn't see much production from the run game. But in the past five weeks, the Falcons have eclipsed 100 yards in, in four of their five games. So they've leaned heavily on CP um, and, and Mike Davis and, and even Quadre Allison now. Um, so I think the run game and what they've emphasized in the past couple of weeks, um, CP Cordell has, has said, you know, our, our goal is to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That's that's what he says. So that that's, I think, what, what the Falcons want to do. They, that's kind of become their identity these last few games is running the ball and and then that's opened up plays for Russell Gage and, and Kyle Pitts to get open. Um, and on the defensive end, they they scored points in the in the last two games. Um, Marlon Davidson got a pick six on Tom Brady, and uh, Michael Walker got a pick six on Cam Newton last week. And then Grady Jarrett recovered a fumble. So the defense, I think, is turning a corner, and the offense is figuring out what what they're leaning on and kind of their identity. I know that's kind of a cliche, but yeah, I think they're finding out, you know, and, and I think they have multiple ways to win, but we've been seeing them do it on the ground recently. So I think that that should give the Falcons confidence into this game. Um, the, that, that their offense and defense is, I think, trending in the right direction, the best they've looked all year. Well, and that's interesting. So in 2019, a lot has been made about the fact in 2019 the Falcons came to Santa Clara. It was a week 15 game. It was a game the 49ers definitely should have win it won. It was a game that they lost. Different, somewhat different circumstances. They were coming off like two very tough road games, et cetera. But, you know, one of the things that the Falcons are not one of the things, really the thing the Falcons did in that game was just dominate the passing game. And it was the Julio Jones game. And he was essentially unstoppable. So 
interesting to see, you know, two years later that, of course, it's the run game now that is really going to get them going. And, of course, this is a team that Kyle Shanahan is very familiar with yep. uh, for, for obvious reasons. So, you know, th- that should keep it Im- interesting. From the San Francisco side, uh, they're dealing with a number of injuries, including Elijah Mitchell, uh, running back Elijah Mitchell. So it remains at the moment to see BC to be seen if he will play. Jeff Wilson had a good game on Sunday, but it was very much the passing game. You and Jimmy Garoppolo had to lead not one, but two game-winning drives because <laughs> he led one and then there was a missed field goal at the end. So, you know, back back to the drawing board, board and he was, he was able to do it. So, you know, from San Francisco's part, that's a big deal. Debo Samuel is, is looking good and ready to go. Obviously, Brandon Ayuk is coming into his own. George Kittle Dealing with knee soreness on Wednesday. We're recording this on Thursday, so we'll see. But I would, of course, be surprised if he did not play on Sunday. I mean, that's the thing with Kittle. He really, he really has to be able to not be able to play for him to not play. But that, you know, that's important for San Francisco. On the defensive side of the ball, San Francisco is dealing with a lot of injuries as well. I, Dre Greenlaw did not practice. Aziz Alshayer is dealing with an elbow injury. Fred Warner didn't practice on Wednesday. He should, I think, be fine for Sunday, and and we'll see. But, you know, they've had a lot of issues in their secondary. Uh, this may not be the bad time for the Falcons to get that passing game going because 49ers lost their number one corner a couple weeks ago, Emmanuel Mosley, to a high ankle sprain. Uh, and then Dante Johnson was unable to play on Sunday due to a personal matter. Uh, his mom had passed away, and so it was the rookie, Ambry Thomas, starting at corner. And he had a very, a very up and down game, probably a little more down than up. Uh, I think Dante Johnson will be back with the team this week. Uh, Kyle Shanahan had said he expected him back on Thursday. So we'll see how that plays out over the, the next few days. But they've got a lot of issues there. But they do have Nick Bosa, and that changes everything. They do have DJ Jones. And so it's going to be interesting, I think, I think San Francisco at the moment is favored by eight points. Is that, a, is that correct? Yes, you know, I think okay, eight so I think, Eight, okay, eight and a half points. It's going to be a close game. I actually think it is going to be a close game. And kind of going back to what I said at the beginning, this is a game that really both teams need to win. And the difference, I think, also with 2019 is San Francisco was in a really good spot at that point. You know, they It was probably a letdown game at that point. This year, San Francisco doesn't get to have a letdown game. There is no such thing as a letdown game when you're seven and six and fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... But I think what what's interesting about that too is that the the in in that game that you mentioned, like it was a letdown game, but now um for the Falcons and the 49ers, they're both in win now mode. Last week, uh-huh. um everyone, you know, typically sometimes players and coaches don't embrace that, you know, we need to win this game or this is a big time uh-huh. game. Everyone from coaches <clears throat> from top down is is uniform in saying that we are embracing that, you know, we don't control our own destiny, but we can we can do some things if we went out if we went out that's uh-huh. all we can do so what they're saying is each week we need to make sure we win our game and like you said this is not before the 49ers may have taken their their foot off the gas a little bit um and thought that that would might be a layup for them using a basketball reference but this time, <laughs> we can <laughs> cross reference sports it's totally fine <laughs> right. and, th- and this time they're not um and you have a guy in kyle shanahan who was familiar not with the offense but familiar with, with matt ryan at least and he um Matt, I don't know if you saw this, but Matt actually said yesterday that um, Kyle texted him uh, Tuesday night and he mm-hmm. was watching film from the Panthers game. And, and uh, he was making a joke with Matt about how he 
he dropped a, a pass came Matt's way that was overthrown and Matt completely dropped it. And he said he watched film and he texted him about it. <laughs> <making fun laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. And, um, That's and uh, the, the, I think the 49ers offense too um, is, well, it's not a, it's definitely not a mirror image of the Falcons offense by any means, but um, there's a really great tight end. Uh, there, uh, Falcons have Kyle Pitts. And then you have, mm-hmm. you know, you, we have our version, we have our, uh, Falcons have their CP and you guys have Debo. Um, and, t- and that's, that's been a lot of the talk, um, here, um, is about how they're similar players and also about how the 49ers offense is, uh, h- how the Shanahan uses motions and how he attacks uh-huh. schemes and adjusts in games. Um, we just got out of the DMP's defensive coordinator, DMP's press conference. And, um, that's what he was mentioning. He said how he respects how Shanahan can adapt kind of on the fly. Um, he'll okay. and he'll motion anyone. He started listing off everyone's number, and he said, "You oh, know, he anybody. sure will." Yeah, <laughs> he said, <laughs> they're, they're sending, <laughs> "So they're sending guys every play, so you have to be uh-huh. be aware of it." And and he will adjust his game plan based off of how you play. So I think that this matchup will be exciting. Like you said, I think it'll be a close game because both teams are, I guess, desperate um, for for a win. Yeah. If that's for lack of a better word. And you brought up, you know, the Falcons creating turnovers uh, these these last few weeks, which is something San Francisco had struggled to do for a chunk of the season. In the last several weeks, they've been winning the turnover game. What they did not do last week was commit a turnover, which, of course, is a very big deal. I'm just wondering, when you look at this game, when you look at this Falcons team, obviously you're going to know it better than me or any of us listening. What is or who is? the one player that surprised you a little bit that you think is going to make an impact on Sunday? Hmm. Um, that, that surprised this season or that? It could be oh. just, well, yeah, let's go with this season. Let's go with this okay. season. Um, well, I think from defensively, I think, I think AJ Terrell has surprised the, the league this season in, in, in the yeah. way he's played. I think he's been uh, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, if if not the best. I think he's he's in that conversation of, of one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I, he, he, he got an interception last week. Um, so I think... I think I, if I had to bet money on someone making a play, I would bet on AJ. And uh, mm-hmm. he he's been really good in, in coverage and whatever the, whatever P's asked him to do, it seems like AJ has done it and and excelled. And he's someone who was um, whose pick was criticized a lot um, when yeah. he was taken last year because of his performance in the national championship game. And he's played with that chip on his shoulder, so he he's someone who surprised me. So I could see him making a play, but maybe to not pick an obvious one, but. Um, uh, Last week, uh, Michael Walker got a pick six, and he um, he, he it was the birth of his child, and he did like a rock the baby celebration like five oh. days after. So, <laughs> I guess it would be it, to 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 see. I, I think to see what we've seen the last two weeks is players who aren't the Grady Jarrett's or the AJ Terrells have been making plays, game changing plays. So, with so. There's Michael Walker, AJ Terrell, and then I would look out for Jalen Hawkins, who's getting a start with Eric Harris out. Um, okay. Hawkins, yeah, Hawkins has two picks this year, and because he he played in London and um, okay. against Miami, he uh, he got picks in both those games, so he's seen limited time, and in that time, he's made big plays. So I would say those three, and and I'm 
I completely messed up the question, but those three, I would say um, Jalen Hawkins, Walker, and Terrell. Well, and I think for 49ers fans and something I want to talk a little bit about with San Francisco is special teams because their last two weeks have been really the, the plus and the minus is high and low as you could be. You know, two weeks again, or two weeks, two games ago against Seattle, it was kind of a special teams disaster. And the week before that against the Vikings, they also definitely had some issues this past week was against Cincinnati. They had a really a banner day minus the Robbie gold miss field goal, which is a big deal, of course. But uh, that, that aside, they really had a, a fantastic day. And it, it just kind of, I think, has driven home how important special teams is. I think we all talk so much about offense and defense and quarterbacks and the passing game and all of the things. But special teams makes a huge difference. So I think for, for San Francisco, that's the place where they're going to have to you know, continue to excel and potentially make some plays there. Uh, the person who I think makes a big impact in San Francisco, and it's someone that I talked about last week too, but he's He's just become such a big part of this offense is Jawan Jennings. And he's just, he's wide receiver. And he's just, if there's a big play, we I talked about this on an episode earlier this week with Matt Barrows and, and Matt said it, and he's 100% right. When there is a big play on offense, he is a part of it, whether it be in the blocking game, whether he's catching a big pass. And I think he's, you know, I say he's one to watch out for, but I think it's starting to become very obvious that he is one to watch out for. I think the other thing that'll be interesting to to watch with that San Francisco offense is Debo because last week it was one reception, you know, and then mainly on the ground. So, you know, we like to joke that he's the wide wide receiver running back one. And that is kind of, you know, what we'll see. And can they not turn the ball over? That is a real issue for San Francisco. And when you look at the games that they've lost and, and the issues that they've had, they've been turning the ball over. So can they yeah. avoid that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, and, and I, and I what you say? I said that's the key. Not that that's groundbreaking analysis, but that for them, I mean, you know, that really is the key. Yeah, for sure, and and especially with what this defense is, is one who is the two turnovers last week, and then, uh, I think two turnovers the week before that. So that that'll definitely be, you know, I'm not sure of the term, but it's something's got to give. That's the, that's the phrase I'm looking for. Yes, something's that's, it's give. definitely yeah, something's got to give. Because this defense been, has been kind of turnover hungry ever since they – because a few weeks ago, um, the defense was kind of embarrassed um, against Dallas yeah. when Dallas scored 40, 43 points, 29 in the second quarter. And ever since then, um, they've, they've really turned turned a corner and been, and been playing their best ball. And they've mentioned that after that game, players like Stephen Means and even Dean Pease really got after the defense. And I think they've taken pride in what they can do as a group so uh-huh. it, it'll be th- this weekend will be a test for them against, like you said, a team, uh, one of the better teams they faced this year and not only better teams, but better offenses who are also who's also getting healthier and, and, and playing, um, you know, some of their best. Well, and it's funny with San Francisco because in theory and on paper, they feel very much like the better team. Yep. But I kind of feel like San Francisco at the moment is like the best of the mediocre teams. Like, and that's kind of a, that's, and I, please don't get mad at me for it. I understand, but I do think it's true. And I think their record shows that and their inconsistency has shown that when they're on, they are on, but when they're not, they're very much not. And it feels like they're the best of the mediocre teams, which may just be the NFL this season. I do think you have one or two really, well, I guess in the NFC, you can look at Green Bay, Arizona, even though they're coming off a, a tough loss, uh, Tampa, and uh, Dallas 
as like your elite teams. But even there, it feels very up for grabs this year. I don't, there just seems to be a lot of parody. So with San Francisco, sometimes I watch this team and like, they're like kind of the king of the mediocres. Like they're really, they're just a cut above, but they should, they should be so much better. And you just haven't quite gotten there yet, you know, for a variety of reasons. Uh, So I think that makes for an interesting game. So going back to your idea that something's got to give, that's what it's going to come down to. And it's like, which 49ers show up? And I think that's going to be the key to this game on Sunday. Uh, So I, no offense for Niners fans, don't get mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think also with, with what you're saying too, something, I guess, positive for the Falcons is the Falcons haven't won a game at home this season. Um, they, 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 San Francisco <laughs> had that problem for a long time this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so they, um, they, they won a home game, but it was in London. So, mm-hmm. so they've been really, they've been great on the, on the road this year. So that, that's something they have going for them. And, and they, so that, that's a positive, I guess, in, in their direction. So with San Francisco, I'm going to look ahead a little bit. They have Atlanta, they have Tennessee, they have the Texans, they have the Rams. I think in theory, all winnable games, uh, especially if they want to hold on to that sixth seed and maybe even jump to the fifth, though I think that's going to be a little bit of a tough a tough go. But there's a lot happening in the league right now, so you never know. What do the next few weeks look like for, for Atlanta beyond San Francisco? Yeah, well, they go to – Atlanta goes to Detroit, and then they see the Saints twice. And <laughs> they see the Saints twice in the last – or the, sorry, they don't see the Saints. They see the they see. I said the Saints twice. They see the Saints and then they see the Bills. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, they did right, that. I'm like, you schedule that. That's so weird. <laughs> but you know, what's funny with the Saints, I go oof. But really, the Saints are not. They're really yeah. not oof this year. Yeah, the Saints. Yeah, the Saints because I, I think they're they're still marred by injury. Um, so mm-hmm. they yeah, and then they're they're uh, quarterback play. But when the Falcons played the Saints last time, they were which has kind of been a theme of the team this year in terms of consistency, like playing four quarters of, of good football. Oftentimes mm-hmm. they've been in these games where they'll go up like, you know, maybe two scores early in the game or, or in the first quarter, second quarter, and then Matt Ryan has to lead a, a game-winning drive. And that's what mm-hmm. happened in, in New Orleans last time they played. And, uh, you know, the Falcon-Saints rivalry is – um, strong down yeah. here, so, <laughs> so yeah. that, that was good for that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, looking forward, they have yeah they have the Niners this Sunday, then the Lions, then the Bills and the Saints. All teams who are the only team out of out of that group that's over five hundred are the Niners. Uh, are the Niners and sorry are the Niners and the Bills? So they they could you know win two games and finish this season you know. Eight, there's a there's a possibility the Falcons could finish this season with eight wins and and not have beaten a team over 500. So that's that kind of be, amazing. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> that really says a lot. I think something else that's kind of just stood out to me in our conversation is, and it feels kind of simple, but this is the reality of football. Both of us talking about how both teams having trouble necessarily playing four quarters of football, both teams having issues with turnovers and winning the turnover game and both teams having trouble with consistency. And it does sound sort of simple, but at the end of the day, that's what wins football games. You can scheme, you can adjust, you can do all the things, but those are the most important things to win football games. And Sunday will come down to that. Which of these two teams can really play four quarters of complete football, you know, not turn the ball over uh, and, and all the things. And for San Francisco, there was 
quite an extensive Wednesday injury report. So that's going to be a big part of it as well. But we are in week 15. And so everybody is dealing with with injuries. Granted, 49ers on Wednesday was quite extensive, but everybody is dealing with stuff, much of the league dealing with COVID issues. Uh, I think the 49ers as of now have not been dealing with that. I, I think the Falcons have also been kind of spared of that of, of the, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do I do you have news? Um, but that, and I think that's you know that that's a big positive. But everybody's dealing with stuff, you know, at this point. But yeah. but the COVID thing is a also a whole other wrinkle in these final few weeks for all of these teams. The league is definitely having an issue, which again kind of makes sense. You have a post Thanksgiving surge. You're into week 15, but uh, that is a whole wrinkle that before last year teams did not have to worry about at all. Yeah, it's a tough. It is. It it's a tough wrinkle for 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 these past two years for these teams in terms of you could, you're in the thick of a playoff push and you can you can lose multiple starters because not because of you know a physical injury but you know because of a virus that you something that you can't see something that you can do everything to protect yourself from but you know with the Omicron variant and and things you know trending upward um, and then holiday season you know things just happen. And it's 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 unavoidable and it's and it's tough. It could it it's a thing never before. There, there might have to be yeah. you know when they write the history books of the NFL, they mm-hmm. need to put you know <laughs> something between Absolutely. this time period to say you know th- this was done you know during a pandemic. So I think it's tough for all these teams. It's something that obviously something that no, no NFL history hasn't happened. So I'm going to make you do my least favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> I think we both kind of talked about our X factors and the difference makers. This is my least favorite thing to do, but I'm going to wow. make you do it. I'll do it too. So we're going to do Why this together. Well, you haven't heard what it is yet. Uh, okay. So I'm going to make you give a score prediction because I think you oh, talked about your X factors. I think you had you had your kind of who you think we're going to yeah. who you think will be the the big things. Uh, the you know the big people who who will make the plays. I also think just I'm going to throw out. I think Josh Norman will probably force a fumble because it's like really the thing that he does best. <laughs> by far. Uh, yeah. So he'll probably force a fumble somewhere along the way, <laughs> but I'm going to make you do a score prediction. It's my least favorite thing to do myself because I'm terrible at it. But actually last week, I will say this, I picked Cincinnati to win 27, 24. So I was at least right about the three points. Yeah. <laughs> but the 49ers won 26 to 23, but nonetheless. Yeah. So um, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay. <laughs> I am going to pick San Francisco to win this game 28-17. 28-17. Okay. I just really threw that out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll go I'll go Falcons mm, 20 27-21. <laughs> okay. See, it's not that fun doing a score prediction, no, it's but not yeah. At all. Yeah. It's, and I'm awful at it. I mean, I really am like, it, it, it's, I don't know why I continue to do them. I'm terrible <laughs> at it. But that being said, I'm going with my, uh, what did I say? Oh, 2817. So yeah, I remember my score. 20, I think 2017, yeah. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Chris, thank you for joining me. This was a lot of fun. No problem. I had a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And uh, may the odds be ever in our favors. Go yes. Okay. <laughs> Bye all. Oh, wait, actually, before I go, I forgot one of the most important things. I need you guys to please leave us a five-star review. 
Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. If you just happened upon this podcast and are not a subscriber, please go ahead and subscribe. Absolutely appreciate it. And with that, I will talk to everybody later. Bye all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.